Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric, and in this episode, we're going to test selling SPX credit spreads against the old adage of sell in May and go away. Now, this episode is actually part two of this study and is meant to really explore managing different option trades. We're going to focus on credit spreads today. It's actually going to be a call credit spread. And we are basing this trade off a certain premise. And that again, that premise is sell in May and go away, which implies that the summer months are the bearish time of year. Now, in the last episode, episode 79, we backtested buying put options in May the last several years and compared the performance of letting them go to expiration, using stop losses, profit targets, that type of thing. So I definitely recommend you go back and listen to episode 79. There's a little bit of information we're not going to cover here. But in this episode, we're going to sell call credit spreads, which is a bearish neutral strategy. And we're going to explore profit taking and stop losses as well. Again, really just to try to understand how you can manage some of these types of trades. Now, before we get started for this study, I'm letting you know that I'm going to be using optionomega.com for the backtesting. And anyone who wants to try them out to backtest your own strategies or try to expand on this one, use the code SMOT at optionomega.com for 50% off your subscription. Again, that's SMOT, S-M-O-T, at optionomega.com for 50% off a subscription. And quick reminder that this strategy we're going to talk about today and the previous one is definitely not recommended and needs a lot more work. It's not really something you would want to trade all year. We're really just trying to explore various options trades. So let's dive into the study and we're going to start with the dates. So again, we're looking to test a bearish strategy in the month of May, going back the last several years, we're going to go back all the way back to 2016. And we're going to sell a call credit spread. And we're going to start with something that's uh, really kind of far out of the money. We're going to sell a Delta 10 call option with 45 days to expiration. And we're going to buy a call option that's five points higher. And this is ultimately what makes a credit spread where you're selling one option for a certain credit and you're buying a cheaper option for protection. That way, if the market just rallies like crazy, we're not stuck with a short naked call. So the first thing we're doing is using a credit spread to get a high probability trade on a bearish thesis. And we're going to be selling far out of the money to make it, you know, very, very high probability. Now, in case you didn't know, high probability trades like spreads or selling options, um, they have a lot of risk because the risk reward is usually pretty skewed. When we talk about selling a call option, with a delta of 10, 45 days to expiration, we can use delta as a proxy for the probability of this option expiring in the money. In addition to what, uh, you know, all the books will teach you about delta, which is how much the option price will move according to the underlying. So there's a couple definitions there. But with a delta of 10, this implies that there's about a 90% chance, give or take a few points, that this option will expire out of the money. And that's ultimately what we want. Now we're guessing that the sell in May and go away thesis implies that the market should not be going up. Now we're not taking a direct directional bet here. All we're saying is, hey, the market should not go up too much over the next, in this case, 45 days, right? So in the first study we're gonna look at, we've sold a Delta 10 call credit spread, five points wide. 45 days expiration on the first trading day of the month in May, going back the last several years. And the first thing we're going to do is we're just going to let it go to expiration. 
And in this case, it actually worked. We have a 100% win rate. The strategy made $370. We're only selling one contract at a time. But I want to talk through a couple of the numbers here. The average winner was about $53. And I want to talk about the risk reward real quick for this particular strike selection. So when you have a five-point wide credit spread and your average winner, in this case, that would be the max gain. Let's just say it's $50. In this case, it was $53. But if it's $50, uh, the max loss for this defined risk spread is going to be $450. The amount of capital you need, depending on your broker, is going to be about $500. Some brokers will allow you to just keep the max loss as the capital you needed, and some will require the entire width of the spread. Either way, let's call it $500. So in this particular instance, if you're allocating and risking about $450 and you win $50, you're looking at about a 10% gain or so per trade on your risk and your allocation. And that's something to keep in mind when you're selling credit spreads and you're going to let them go to expiration. That means you're allocating that money and leaving that risk on the table the entire uh, duration of the trade. In this case, it was 45 days. And that's not usually recommended. I don't usually recommend holding to expiration, especially with something that's 45 days. Tasty Trade doesn't recommend it either. We, we've talked before about managing winners. Uh, but in this case, um, when we, we sold so far out of the money, that over this small sample size, remember, this is only seven trades. So this isn't, you know, at some point, the big loser is going to come and will wipe out some of these these gains. So I don't, you know, definitely don't recommend just holding this to expiration. But in this case, it actually worked out. And the sell in May thesis, uh, may, maybe that helped, maybe it didn't. Uh, what we do know is by selling the call credit spread farther out of the money, it gave it a higher probability of winning. And in this case, over the next 45 days, they all expired worthless. So the next thing I want to do is pl uh, play a little bit with the strike selection. So in the first one, we sold a Delta 10 option, which is like a really far out of the money. And this time we're going to sell a Delta 20 option. Now, the probability of this expiring out of the money is actually decreased a little bit. Because we're selling a Delta 20, there's about an 80% chance that this expires in the money. The trade-off here is that because you've lowered that probability of it expiring worthless, or you've, you've brought the strike closer to the at the money, you're gonna get a better credit. So the idea is, well, if Delta 10 worked, why don't we just sell Delta 20 and we'll see if we can make more money with the same amount of capital. Because remember, because remember, we still have to allocate a certain amount of money to the trade. And by getting a higher credit, we can typically increase our percentage uh, gain or at least on our risk. So and actually reduce our risk per spread. So let's talk through the numbers here. So I ran this, the study. We sold a Delta 20 call option, bought five points higher, 45 days to expiration. And we're just letting it go to expiration. In this case, it actually turned out to be a loser. It had a 71% win rate. So out of the seven times or the seven last seven years, it had five wins and two losses because there were seven total trades. The average winner was $114 and the average loser was $388. So this is uh, the risk reward that you're ultimately going up against when you're selling credit spreads, or at least farther out of the money, is that that winner is a lot smaller than the loser. In this case, the winner is about, I'm sorry, the loser is about, let's call it three times as big as the, as the winner. So when you have a 70% win rate and you get two losers, you actually end up losing money. 
So this is some of the risk reward and the ultimately the math you have to determine when you're selling credit spreads. Where do you feel comfortable selling credit spreads? What kind of risk do you want to take? How confident are you in your, in your system? In this case, I'm not, I wasn't super confident in selling May and go away. I mean, think about that. Yes, uh, five of the trades were winners, but two were losers. That means that over the next 45 days in May, two of those trades, the market had to rally a lot for those things to expire in the money and be, you know, ultimately give you a max loss. So I definitely uh, don't think that the sell in May and go away is uh, always a bearish uh, situation. Again, we're not fully testing it all the way to November, but I just wanted to mention that from that sense. Again, we're not really trying to test that strategy. We're just really exploring the different options here. So with the Delta 20 credit spread, with the loser being $388 and the winner being $114, what if we were to add a stop loss to try to minimize how much we could lose? And typically the way we would do this is for a credit spread is we would say, okay, we want to we want a stop loss based on the amount of reward. So if we look at the max gain and for the credits here, we're about a dollar fifteen on average. So if you have a five wide spread and your average credit is one hundred and fifteen dollars, you take the difference to figure out your max loss. So five hundred dollars minus one hundred and fifteen puts you at what's that three eighty five. So if we were to say I want to risk 100% of the credit. So in this case, a dollar, uh, $115. So if the credit increases in size because the market goes against us and that spread becomes more valuable, then we would close it at a, uh, once it reaches a hundred percent. So we're going to base our stop loss on the credit. And this is how most people think about it. They think about the, their, their credit that they receive and they want to take profits based on that credit, like if you can book 50% of your profit, then do it and, and then remove the risk, close the trade. And also if you're, uh, if it starts to gain in value hundred percent or 200% depends on whatever you, you know strategy you're trading, you would also close the trade. So we're going to run it to where we have a hundred percent stop loss on the credit that we received. In theory, this should limit our losses to about $115 or so because 100% of the credit is $115. So we're trying to remove that big, you know, uh, average loss of $388. So now the average loss we've done that is $118. So right into our range, we've evened out our winners and losers. We have an average winner now of 113 and an average loser of 118. But now here's the problem. We only have a 42% win rate and we still lost money. So now out of the seven trades, we only have three winners because at least one or two of those trades actually ended up working out, but we hit the stop loss and we're stopped out. So in this case, adding the stop loss at hundred percent was in short is a little bit too tight. So let's run it again and we'll run it with a 200% stop loss. That way, if the credit was $115, our 200% stop loss would would try to limit that risk to about $230, which is still better than the original 388. So let's run that and see what that did. Now, in this case, it actually helped. Now our average loser was $260, their average winner 114. We we did make money. I would say if you add in commissions, you probably broke even, but you're back to the 71% win rate with five winners and two two losers. So you were able to even that out a little bit, but you, you you just really didn't make any money. 
you made $50 over the course of all seven trades, and that's not even including commission. So let's call it a break even, which is still better than losing. So I guess the stops helped a little bit. So now what we want to do is instead of focusing on the uh, stop loss, let's go ahead and pull that off. And instead of using a stop loss, we're going to take a profit target. What we're And I'm going to put it at 50% for now. And what we're ultimately trying to do is say, hey, at some point during the trade, am I able to, to book or collect 50% of the max profit? That way I can exit the trade early and remove the risk of you know the other 45 days, the rest of the time. So I added the 50% profit target, and now we actually are back to a 100% win rate. And again, what we're seeing in both strategies, in the previous episode, we talk about puts, and in this episode, we talk about call spreads, but we're seeing that managing winners is probably the best thing you can do, and that needs to be part of your strategy. And with credit spreads, a common theme is to just take profits at 50%. So let's push this a little bit. Again, we're selling at Delta 20, and our average credit was about $115, which makes our average winner about 60 something dollars here according to the strategy. Let's push it a little bit. Let's let's put it at delta 30, which is going to bring the call spread a little bit closer to the money. We should be able to get a better credit. I'm guessing it'll probably be closer to $1.50 or $1.80 something like that. And let's see what the 50% profit target does. So those results are in and we have an 85% win rate. We actually lost one trade, uh, but the average, the average loser of that one trade was about $325 with our average winner of about $97. So this was still ultimately profitable, but we can see how the closer we bring the spread to the money, the more likely it is it's not going to work out. So when it comes to credit spreads, there's a combination that you have to figure out for yourself uh, in this case, we're using 45 days, Delta 20 with 50% profit. That worked out. Uh, letting it go to expiration actually worked out, but I definitely recommend that. As we brought it in closer to the money, we were able to get a higher credit, but it increased the chance that we would have a loser. In that case, we ended up having a loser. So let's do one more. Let's push it to the limit. We're going to sell an at-the-money credit spread. We're going to sell a Delta 50. Uh, buy five points higher with 45 days days of expiration. And we're going to keep the managing winner concept in our mind. We're going to keep a 50% profit taking. And selling that Delta 50 is going to get you closer to a one-to-one -one risk reward. And so you won't quite get $2.50. Usually you might have to sell slightly in the money to get a, a true risk reward. Because remember, if you get a credit of 250 for a five wide spread, that's your max gain. And your max loss is the difference, which is also 250. So there's a sliding scale of risk reward when it comes to trading credit spreads. So selling a at the money credit spread in the first trading day of May, 45 days of expiration with a 50% profit taking actually had a 71% win rate and it did pretty well. $430, seven trades, five winners, two losers. Your average winner was $172 and your average loser was $215. So the risk reward still quite isn't, you know, one-to-one, -one, but managing those winners, that allows you to capture, whenever you get moves in your favor, that's going to allow you to capture that move. And then obviously, if you're following the market, I mean, this is very uh, a small sample size. And as I mentioned before, but it's not really dynamic, you know, you, this isn't really tradable, but the concepts hold true over various strategies is, and I do this in my income group and on my blog. When I'm selling credit spreads 
and I have, let's say, 10 days to expiration and I have all this time, let's say a call credit spread. If the market drops two days in a row and I'm able to book 30 or 40% of that spread, I book it and I'm out because inevitably the market's likely to bounce and I can always sell another one on the bounce higher if you're going to be selling rallies type of situation. So there's a lot of reasons to remove the risk. And I want you to think about these type of trades of, well, how much do you want to risk? How can you limit your risk? And there's different ways to do that, as we I tried to kind of talk about over the last couple episodes. So I hope you found this interesting, just trying to find a different way to talk about some of these concepts, as opposed to the textbook Greeks and all that, using some backtesting examples. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, go check out Option Omega. Use code SMART for that 50% discount. And thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. 